Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. foodie fans and welcome back to another episode of foodie films of course this is your host your chef de sono cuisine kyle reinfried what's going on what's happening how are you listen guys i just got back from my what is this the sixth seventh time i've been to new orleans and i mean i I know i've talked about it before but boy it's just my favorite city and i'm always in like a, a struggle uh, in an internal debate, like, do I just pack things up here in Jersey City? I don't mean, like, the podcast. I would still do it down there because it's an amazing food city. When do I just move down there? Or do, you know, this is my home. My family and friends are up here. Work that I currently have is up here. And do I keep New Orleans a special place? I'd love to know your special places. Don't They don't have to be food-related, but... I mean, if you're listening to a, a, a foodie podcast, I'm sure you do. So whether they're domestic or international or, you know, just like, or your kitchen. Tell me about what you're doing in your kitchen these days. But boy, New Orleans, again, did not disappoint. Went down for three nights, kind of like four, almost like, you know, like four days because landed at 9.30 in the morning, didn't leave, you know, on Tuesday, didn't leave till 7 p.m. on Friday. So yeah, nice, you know, three-night, four-day trip. Uh, Right away, it's just, it's become a tradition. Early check-in to the Airbnb, whether we can just, like, drop our bags off or something, and then just go to Cafe Du Monde, because beignets, as I feel like I've known, but I definitely experienced this time, they are the cure-all. I uh, drank a lot Wednesday night, and a lot of sugary drinks. They got a lot of sugary drinks down there. I was having, um, like, a, you know, it was like a fruit punch kind of drink. I forget the specific. It wasn't like a hurricane. It was just, you know, like a rum punch kind of drink. And I think it was more the sugar than the alcohol. And it just, I was not feeling good the next morning. And then I get to, you know, I have some breakfast, and I didn't feel good after that. And then, I you know, we're we're walking around, and we go to Cafe Dumont. I get three beignets in me, some Cafe Olay, and it made me feel so much better. It was just like those magical balls of dough 
are cure-alls, I think. They're cure-balls. They cured me. Then I went to Harrah's and I lost $60 playing blackjack. But I played blackjack for like an hour, so only losing 60 bucks isn't that bad, I guess, right? So I had like a few free drinks while playing, so I just got to look at it as like two $30 beers, right? That's the rationalist I am. But uh, I just want to say this this time, tried out a, a few new places, but the one that like I was like, eh, the, yep, this is the now mainstay, this is, I'm going to recommend it to so many places, is uh, Bure, 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 I believe is how you pronounce it. It's a Cajun uh, Cajun restaurant, it's just, you know, they have a, a fancier restaurant, I was told, around the corner, but this place is just, you know, like, a, almost like, a, you know, it's like, almost like a deli in a way, I mean, they just have sausages, and chicharron, and, uh, they're out of the duck confit nachos, so I was a little disappointed, because duck confit nachos just sound fantastic, but then I had burnt and chili nachos, uh, burnt and chili cheese fries, there we go, and they were delicious, but the uh, the spicy pork sausages were just, like, so fresh, so delicious. And this came as a recommendation from Wendell Pierce of, you know, The Wire. And uh, it might be my favorite show of all time, but definitely top five, Treme. I mean, you know, Antoine Baptiste, his fictional character, the trombone player from New Orleans. And, you know, I, I learned via uh, Somebody Feed Phil because Wendell Pierce was on that episode and they were at uh, Cochon, actually, uh, you know, him and Phil. But I saw when the Saints beat the Cowboys and as a Giants fan, I was very happy about that because that was before that was like the first of the Cowboy losses, I think, when they started going on their little recent losing streak. Uh, I was very happy to see the Saints beat them, and I'm always rooting for the Saints. As I said to uh, Mr. Pierce, uh, I said that, you know, I'm always rooting for the Saints unless they're playing my Giants, and even then, like, I'm, I'm happy if they win. I really hope they take it all this year, because I don't think <laughs> the Giants... I don't know, the NFC East is pretty bad right now. This isn't a football podcast, I'm sorry. But, uh... Yeah, so I hope the Saints win it all if for some reason the Giants can't miraculously pull it off with like a losing, uh, you know, regular season record. Anyway, uh, and I said to him, any new favorite restaurants? And he said, Beret. 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 Uh, sorry, guys, I'm forgetting how to say it. But it's an amazing place. It's actually right near one of my favorite restaurants in the city, Giacomo's. Uh, I think the neighborhood is Leonidas is the name of the neighborhood, but if you look it up, you're going to find it, and it was fantastic. I'm trying to think if there's any other, uh, oh, went back to, didn't go the last time, but went back to this breakfast place, Horns, that's right in the Marigny, uh, at the end of Frenchman, and just an amazing head, like this, uh, eggs, et, uh, crawfish etouffee over latkes, Amazing breakfast. Again, went back to Elizabeth's amazing breakfast. Uh, went to Killer Po'boys. They have Killer Po'boys. And, uh, yeah, just an amazing, amazing trip. So, that's my most recent fantastic food experience. Anyway, this will be the most recent episode 
up to Halloween, so I hope you all have a happy, happy Halloween, had an awesome, came back on Friday night and on Saturday, had there was an awesome graveyard party uh, in Jersey City, and just a bunch of awesome cover bands, shout out to Lindsay Sanchez, someone I went to college with, I should have her on this podcast, she's awesome. She's kind of like whenever I see her, like she knows everybody in Jersey City. She lives in Jersey City. She's like the mayoress of Jersey City, and she did a cover. Uh, she was the lead singer of a cover band of the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, and they kicked ass. So, anyways, happy Halloween. Let's get into this awesome conversation I have with Dara of the Skinny Pig. Actually, she is the Skinny Pig. You're gonna hear all about it. Here we go. Check one, check two. Hello, hello. Perfect. All right. Yay. Dara, thank you so much for uh, making this happen, making this work. Yeah, we're, thank you for having me. Right, and we've got a view of so many things on the way. Actually, I just recorded uh, the Chocolat episode kind of recently. Oh, And nice. on the way here, I passed a Chocolat hotel. Oh, so. that's a it's thing very, that's here? Yeah. <laughs> Had no idea. I wonder if it's like on that episode I was talking about the... Um, at Hershey, you know, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, at Hershey Parks and stuff, mm-hmm. at the hotels there, they, th- th- like, have, they're just spraying the scent of chocolate oh, in yes. the air. I've actually been there uh, <laughs> a long time ago, but I went and I had a chocolate massage. They don't actually massage you with chocolate, but they use, they like, chocolate. No, I mean, you oh. would think. I was very let down, yeah. but uh, it was actually just chocolate-scented oil. Oh, okay. It was still pretty delightful. And they have yeah. Hershey's Kisses everywhere, so it was I, great. I was thinking about getting that like I was I went there and we were doing I was uh filming two new water rides Mm -hmm. and I was like after all day like carrying a heavy camera if we were staying over that night I probably wouldn't would have gotten a massage afterwards absolutely yeah even all the shampoos and conditioners (laughs) I took some with me because I was like no one's gonna believe me yeah it's It's so true but uh anyway please let the listeners right now uh tell them who you are and what you do and all that good stuff Cool. Well, so I am Dara. I am the Skinny Pig, or at Skinny Pig NYC on Instagram. Um, I am a food blogger, photographer, social media manager, recipe developer. I do like 10 different things. I don't even know anymore, but yeah. <laughs> all pretty much related to food uh, and writing, I guess. I started out like wanting to write about food. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I do now. And you're doing this full-time because it started out as, I mean, more or less, was it a passion project to begin with? Or? Yeah, it was a hobby. I mean, if you want the full story of how I got started, I can Please, that. it seems like a pretty, I mean, an arduous journey. And... Yes, definitely. Uh, so I was a dancer, you know, ballet, tap, jazz, whatever. And uh, when I was, like, through my whole life, like, since I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. that was pretty much all I ever wanted to do was, like, be on Broadway someday, perform. And uh, when I was 17, like, right before all my, like, college dance auditions, I got by a car and I almost lost my leg from the knee down yes almost so technically I was lucky um but yeah it was a full-on compound fracture bone through the skin it was terrible sorry for anyone who's listening this is kind of graphic uh (laughs) but yeah it was a very long posting pictures yeah (laughs) I was like there are some pictures on my blog not of that but like the uh, aftermath because I had a huge skin graft on my calf that I Mm. still have a little bit left of Mm -hmm. you can kind of see here but um and this is an audio recording, so you guys can't see, but it is on my blog if you want to check it out. Uh, but yeah, so I was in the hospital for a month, uh, lots of surgeries. Uh, I would say I've had about 18 surgeries on this leg. 18 yeah. surgeries? Yeah, it was oh insane. God. I don't think people realize like, yeah, how like, many that really yeah, is. Yeah, you think yeah. like you get into an accident, you have a mm-hmm. surgery, maybe like 
I don't know. Yeah, like reconnect stuff, yeah. maybe just a few, because yeah, there was so much um, debridement that needed to happen, because where I was standing, it was like right by a glass wall, so there was like a lot of glass in my leg, and so Ooh, it was terrible, God. yeah, so they had to basically put together everything, and then like I said, it was so swollen when I got to the hospital that they were like, we can't close it, so she needs a skin graft, and then that was like another huge process, you know, whatever, so uh, when I got out of the hospital, I was still uh, homeschooled for half of my senior year because I was completely bedridden, I really mm-hmm. couldn't walk, wheelchair, crutches. Um, I did get back to walking, though, fairly quickly, considering how, like, devastating that trauma was, but I guess chalk that up to, like, being young and, you know, sure. resilient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I was laid up in the hospital and at home, I watch Food Network like all the time or Mm -hmm. any type of cooking show just I found it you know kind of relaxing and something cathartic about watching people cook and I always loved food so it just kind of went hand in hand and like it, it didn't you know, occur to me to do anything really with it until um, I started cooking more and, you know, because it was my new creative outlet since I knew I was never going to dance again, at least not professionally. So that was when I started uh, a few years later. Sorry, I started my blog in 2008. So I was one of, I guess, the maybe original like food bloggers because food blogs weren't a thing. No, they really weren't a thing. I mean, that's even we've covered Julia and Julia on Mm -hmm. this movie and that's, I'm forgetting the real life person's name. So am I. The person (laughs) that... Oh, God, I'm even forgetting the actress's name. That, oh, that, Amy Adams. Uh, thank you, Amy yep. Adams, for the save. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, that Amy Adams per- portrays. But yeah, I just I remember being in college and like someone, while we were in a writing class, saying, like, oh, for fun, he was, like, writing a blog. I'm like, what's a blog? Right, exactly. Like, no one really knew what yeah. it was. People just kind of thought it was stupid, honestly. Yeah. I, mean, I think people still, some people <laughs> still think that, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, it, that was kind of uh, how I started in 2008, and I started out as, like, a bacon blogger. Like, that was my thing, was that there I loved go. bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? But, you see, that's now. I feel like I was on the, like, forefront of people loving bacon that's and putting true. bacon on everything. That's true. Bacon <laughs> has, like, this weird... Uh, like, I mean, obviously, again, I, I mean, I made the comment of who doesn't love bacon, right? But it does have this lack of a better cult following yes. to it now, and you even see like uh, Chef David Burke doing mm-hmm. the the clothes, the clothes yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> exactly, the clothesline like bacon, you know, yep. and it's you know become, I mean, because it's something so simple, but then right. people. I'm and, going to New Orleans, New Orleans next week, oh, nice. and I cannot wait to have. There's this one restaurant. Uh, Elizabeth's restaurant and mm-hmm. I go there for brunch and they do this uh, praline encrusted bacon. Oh my god, that sounds just... amazing. That sounds so good. Uh, yeah, that sounds like heaven. I love New Orleans. Um, but yes, yeah, so let's yeah. Get to, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of how I started out and then, like I said, it wasn't, you know, there weren't a lot of food bloggers around back then so I was getting picked up a lot in like, in other like Grub Street, you know, Eater, yeah. all that stuff. Um, and then... Uh, basically I was in ad sales for most of my career, uh, but, and the skinny pig was just a side thing. Mm-hmm. It was just a pro- fun passion project, you know, loved food, loved cooking, whatever, and reviewing restaurants. And then in 2015 or so I got let go from my last sales job and I was just kind of like, you know what, screw it. Um, I, you know, I was at the time I was just like, why not give this a shot? This is my passion. It's always kind of been in the back yeah. of my head. I feel like if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. So I just kind of, <laughs> for those listening though, I do not recommend that as a business plan. Um, I recommend having a little bit more of a plan and not just winging it like I did. But uh, yeah, I mean, it seems it to have seems worked, to have worked out. out, right? I yeah. Think if you have a good constitution, <laughs> a good business ethic. Yeah, it 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 did. It took some time to kind of get the discipline to like you know work for yourself and find ways to make money that are not just via Instagram because that obviously came along with it. So in 2015, when I started 
like, again, going full on into the skinny pig, that was right around the time when my Instagram started to really pick up. So that Mm -hmm. was why I figured, okay, maybe I can make just some significant money from this. Then after a while, you realize it's really hard to make money just from Instagram. So that's when I started doing more of like the PR and um, restaurant consulting, which is what I do now. Um, Got incorporated last year. So we are the skinny pig Inc. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And uh, now I do social media consulting for, you know, restaurants, PR companies, whatever brands too. And yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell, I think. (laughs) Lots Uh, of stuff. How long did you have to do like rehab for? Oh, with the leg? Um, A long time. Um, it, It was over a year easily. I mean, I did physical therapy probably three times a week because I wanted to get back to dancing. They said that like, I mean, they gave me the most gloom and doom scenario when that happened. They told my parents I would never walk again. They told my parents I would never dance again, obviously. Um, they told me, you know, you're lucky you just kept your leg. You'll never be able to do anything athletic. And now I'm just kind of like, I can run, I can ski, I can swim. I'm like a freaking tampon commercial. I can do all those things. <laughs> so <laughs> screw you guys. You know, you're not getting to me. But that was really what it was. They were like, with enough rehab, you know, your leg could be stronger than ever. If you do use you're young enough, you know, you can rebuild him. So <laughs> it's just like, let's do this. Uh, I, I put myself in physical therapy that much. They didn't say that I needed to go that much, but yeah, I was but like, yeah. I was so stubborn and I still am. And I just wanted to get back to dancing. I wanted to get back to walking without a limp, you know, all these things. But, um, well, I think just hearing that explains obviously your success with the, you know, with skinny pig then, right? Like that. Yeah. That's the same kind of uh, drive, I guess you could say. Yeah. So obviously, like you said, you were, you know, bedridden and watching Mm -hmm. a lot of food network. Was there a love of food before yes before this oh for sure I mean I always loved eating I knew yeah. that I mean the skinny pig was actually kind of a nickname for me uh because I was gonna ask where did that yeah what's yeah the origins of that yeah so because I was a dancer you know you know you you're dancing a lot you burn excuse me burn all these calories and I was eating like just garbage all the time basically I used to eat a lot of junk food I used to eat an entire pie of pizza to myself I used to eat two subway footlongs for lunch <laughs> almost every day like my oh, wow. appetite was out fucking rageous excuse me i don't know if i'm supposed to curse no, it's, yeah you're, you're yeah. fucking allowed to do whatever you want right? sweet <laughs> perfect i curse a lot i'm trying to work on it but uh yeah so i ate just like a savage beast because i guess i was burning it off so much yeah, and i stayed yeah, yeah. you know in good like i had abs back then and that was what i was eating but again you know you're young but so somebody saw me like eating um literally a thing of cheese fries from outback as my lunch just the cheese fries which was like named one of the worst foods in america i believe at the time <laughs> i was eating just that and they're like how do you like what how where does it how? go you're like yeah. a skinny pig and then and just kind of stuck with me. And then I remember when I was trying to think of a blog name, that just kind of popped into my head because of the bacon thing. It was like skinny pig, bacon. Yeah. Okay, this makes sense. And it then works. That was it. Yeah. But uh, so growing up, you grew up in New York? Yep. I'm born and raised from here. Yep. Queens represent. There we go. <laughs> Queens. I mean, a lot of there's Queens food scene. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's always been there, but I feel like people are. Starting to notice yeah, it more starting now. Starting to notice it, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. What were you eating growing up? I mean, who was, who was cooking or were you helping out? You right. Know? Um, so I grew up, I'm half Jewish, half Greek. Um, the Jewish side is like Romanian, a little bit of like 
Hungarian and Israeli. I don't know. I have like cousins in Israel, but I don't really understand how it all works. But either way, <laughs> they're all over the place. Um, but my dad's Romanian. And uh, so I was raised, you know, half Jewish, half Greek. I was never like baptized, never bought mitzvahs. So we were just kind of like in the middle. But mm-hmm. um, I was definitely raised by my mom. You know, my parents were divorced. So I was raised more, I guess, on the Greek side. But my mom's still like American Greek. Like they're not like from there. So it was like a little bit of Greek food, but a lot of like American food. And then my Safta, my dad's mom, you know, my grandmother, she on the Jewish side, she cooked like a ton. I mean, I think I got my love of cooking really from her, okay. even though my mom and my Yaya, the Greek grandma, were both also excellent cooks. Like she was the one who really loved to cook. She would watch the shows and she would write down recipes like same as me. Whereas like my mom and my Yaya are good cooks, but not, they, I don't think they have the passion for it. Sure. So I feel like I got it from her a little, like she would always have me like helping out with cooking when, you know, she was making stuff. She'd like, you know, I'd stand on a chair, very cliche. And I'd watch her <laughs> do stuff and help with over the stove, you know? Um, so I feel like I learned a little bit of the cooking or got the cooking love from her. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a mix of stuff but yeah Are there any particular dishes you remember like learning or yeah definitely so <laughs> the thing is she's like you know uh i always like joke because it's like grandma's trying to teach you how to cook and they're like you take a cup of this and a cup is literally a mug full and i'm like that's definitely not a cup you know so <laughs> i don't know the real name for this but she called them cheese balls and they were hungarian cottage cheese dumplings of some kind okay. and they're made with like uh farmer's cheese lemon zest sugar and like you kind of boil them and then mm. you roll them in like toasted breadcrumbs and you serve oh, it with sour sounds... cream so good yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's not healthy but it's really good um definitely remember learning that one and then just like things like matzo ball soup um yeah. you know latkes obviously all that good stuff the and then yeah. on the greek side we have pastizo which is like a greek lasagna my mom makes that it's so good um i have that on my blog actually i have the recipe and uh spinach pie spinacopita i make that really oh, well that's my, i love spinach oh pie damn so should have told me i would have made you some they're they're really good it's one of my crowning achievements when I finally was able to nail that recipe, so yeah. and there's a there's a pretty big Greek population in in Queens, right? And so I was that's... and I was from Astoria, so like gotcha. anytime I say I'm like from Astoria, people are like, "Oh, you're Greek." Yeah. <laughs> people just know they're like, "Yes, exactly." Yeah, so. there's I mean, pretty I mean, there's so that's the thing about Queens. It's like obviously New York in general, but Queens mm-hmm. just has so many different. It's very diverse culture. Yeah, yeah. so diverse. Mm-hmm. Do you um? So I mean, also growing up, were you eating a lot of other? cuisines cuisines then so you know not really that's the funny thing like I my palate grew when I really started to spend more time in Manhattan so I went to and this is again like coming back to the whole car accident and me just not knowing what to do with my life I was like uh I don't know what I'm doing now I can't dance so uh cool FIT sounds awesome I like clothes let me go to fashion (laughs) school no fucking idea. I, I was literally just like, I, I needed to stay in New York because I had to do surgeries on my leg like every four months for the Ugh, skin graft yeah, removal. Yeah. So I was like, why am I going to go away to college when I'm going to have to spend every spring break, every any kind of break, I'm going to have to come back and do surgery yeah. anyway. Why spend all that money? Like, so I stayed, I wanted to stay in New York and I really, really loved Manhattan. Like my dad has lived in Manhattan since I was like five years old and I spent every weekend here. So I knew at some point in my life I wanted to live in Manhattan. Like I had to make that happen. So 
went to college at FIT, that was when I started to expand my palate a little because I was really almost a picky eater when I was younger. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, aside from, like, the things you grew up with, like, you know, chopped liver. Like, I love chopped liver. Yeah, that's that the, is, yeah, like... that, that is always, like, the weird contradicting thing. Like, totally. there are certain things you grow up with and you're just like, yeah, but, like, it's almost like because my parents are making it, it's, like, yes. a safe thing, you uh, know, versus... For sure. And, like, when I've tried to make my friends eat chopped liver who aren't Jewish and, like, didn't grow up with it, like, my friend Matt, he literally said, this tastes like a fart in my mouth. <laughs> 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 I was like, I guess you could say that, but like, I love it because I grew up with it. So other than the things that were like acquired taste, I really was pretty simple. You know, I was like a American kid. I loved, you know, ham and cheese sandwiches, uh, chicken cutlets, roast beef and mashed potatoes. I'm definitely like a meat and potatoes girl. Uh, I really, I didn't eat sushi until I was 22. Wow. So yeah, I, uh, that was also an FIT thing. Cause I would see all the little skinny fashion girls eating sushi outside of class. And I'd be in the back housing a meatball sub in my sweatpants. And these girls are in heels eating sushi. I'm like, I don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it kind of started to expand as I got older. And then as obviously the food blog started, I, you know, yeah. started expanding my horizons somewhat. So what was your degree in then? Advertising and marketing communication. So yeah, okay. it wasn't design or anything. Gotcha. I just, I, I, I thought the idea of fashion sounded really cool and again I think it was just an idea of like Manhattan and like I yeah. loved you know Sex in the City when I was younger so I was like I want to be like Carrie Bradshaw and be into fashion and then I was just like I wear black all the time like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> so you know it's fine I'm, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. No, there's certain things that like make people like I mean obviously Manhattan just does that for people but I'm sure also I mean them watching Sex and the City or when Mad Men came out I can't oh, yes, imagine how many people that. probably went into you know marketing like after right. watching Mad Men and oh yeah exactly we're expecting to have cocktails at noon yeah. <laughs> you kind of do though because I mean when I was in ad sales I feel like when I watch Mad Men because Mad Men came like during my ad sales career so yeah. I used to watch and I'd be like I mean this is like the much cooler version of this or maybe yeah. the more fucked up version however you want to look at it <laughs> you know um, but it was cooler a lot for of men, that yes. not a good time for women Totally agree. Yeah. But it was a lot of drinking. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, my ad sales career was a lot. You, a lot of times you're really just, yeah, you're going out, you're entertaining clients. I mean, I would be out until, you know, 2 a.m. with my clients and then back at work the next day and have to do it all over again. Like, it was really, yeah. it was tough. And it felt like after a while a very soul-sucking job. So that was part of the reason why when it ended, I was just, when they let me go, I was just like, you know what, I'm... I yeah. can't. I got to give this a shot. So, yeah. Next <laughs> yeah, exactly. Move on right. to the next journey. Definitely. Well, what would you say you learned from doing that, you know, that kind of work that mm -hmm. you've brought to Skinny Pig? Totally. So the thing that's funny is I worked for this company called Federated Media, which doesn't exist anymore, but okay. it was like a, like an ad network essentially. Sure. So they, but they, instead of working with like big websites, they worked with blogs. So it was kind of funny because a lot of the really big blogs that are, a lot of them are, I think are still in existence today. I sold the ad space for those blogs. So I really learned about like how sponsored content works and like how sponsored blog posts, you know, ads on a web page, like all those things I learned from from you know doing that and I was able to bring that over to like the skinny pig when I started doing it for myself because yeah. I was like I know how to put together a marketing deck I know how to pitch this stuff I know how to talk about it and like I know how to sell it you know so I think that was part of that was like a really great thing for me to have like having that ad sales knowledge because you talk to some people who do this shit now full-time and they don't really get it you know they don't know yeah. how to pitch and to me it's so 
second nature that when I have friends like, Hey, you know, can you help me or like look at this email and see if it sounds right? And I'm just kind of like, wow, some people really like just don't know. Like I take it for granted that I had that. Well, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a, like learning a different language, totally. feel, you know, yeah. and see, you said earlier, you, you, you know, you didn't go in with a game plan, but I'm, I'm hearing all this <laughs> and it's like, you knew, you knew what to do yeah. or, how, or how to accomplish something. Maybe sure. you didn't know exactly what skinny pig was going to turn into. Right. But, it was more that I think when I say like I was winging it and I didn't have a plan, I think it's because at the time I was so excited about all of it that I couldn't focus. I couldn't sure. really pick one thing to focus on. Whereas like now I'm more disciplined and I have, you know, my days where I work completely from home and then I have my days where I'm on shoots and getting content. But like, yeah, at the time it was like I would wake up at four in the morning because I was so excited to like make this new recipe or something or, you know, write this post. Like that doesn't really happen anymore, which mm-hmm. is a little sad, I suppose. But, um, you know, the passion dies a little bit when you start making money. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like that was that was what I meant like about not having a plan. It was like there was so much that could be done. I was overwhelmed by it. Gotcha. And, yeah. So I'm going to have to pick your brain because that's what I mean. Foodie Films started out as a podcast. Mm-hmm. And at first it was episodes we would just talk about movies so like i did the chocolate one would be right. i think the most recent one uh but then i got to meet pat lafrida i know and through that <laughs> was a ripple effect and i call him like my you know like food godfather mm-hmm. and he was just like oh you know like let me know who you want on, want on and i'll reach out to them oh nice and i mean and he he's done that for me and then mm-hmm. but then through meeting those people i say to you know to guests like oh if you have any if you had a good time on this, if you had any recommendations right. for someone that would, you know, you think would have a com- uh, fun time talking on here, mm-hmm. like awesome. And but I wanted to expand into, you know, covering, you know, just like being like food documentarian. Kind oh, of. okay, so yeah. That's 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 the goal. So maybe I'll that's have to awesome. pick, pick your brain. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, let's. I mean. Just I, I wrote down a few notes. So uh, in 2018, top 40 New York food blogs. So ah, yes. Congratulations on that. That's got to be pretty exciting. Yeah, that was an exciting moment. I actually didn't believe it when they first sent it to me. Because <laughs> so I was like, 2018, like, that's like, there's so many food blogs. You know what I mean? So I was, I'm always surprised when that kind of stuff happens. But yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. That's why I always feel good because there's like very little podcast out there you mm-hmm. know there's such few, very few podcasts totally no competition at all none so. whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah what's it i mean are you out there talking with other food bloggers like what's that kind of circle like because i've i've gotten from just like food instagrammers you know they have events but i'm curious mm-hmm. on like the blogging level on this is there a community of sorts or so there is but like it's weird so i actually got asked to speak the earlier this year at the international food bloggers conference in alaska oh. wow yeah. in alaska i know that is literally everyone's reaction they're okay. like oh cool. it, alaska yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of how i felt about it um it was that was part of the reason i was like super intrigued by it because i was like who has the opportunity to go to alaska and yeah. then like also speak at a conference so um but it was actually funny story so they had found uh, an article that i wrote uh, or post whatever you want to call it on my blog <laughs> that was called why instagram can fuck right off in 2019 that's literally <laughs> what it was called and that made them reach out to me because they i guess liked the raw honesty of it and literally though my response was out of everything i've written about food this, this is what is... you want me to talk about. But okay. Um, so yeah, they were like, yeah, we really like your you know, style, your honesty and whatever. It's just very relatable, whatever. 
So um, I got asked to speak at that, and I met a lot of other food bloggers there that are just really primarily bloggers. And mind you, some of these bloggers friggin' kill it with just a blog. I mean, if you have enough blog traffic, you can make so much money from like ad sales and merch say, yeah, and shit. Okay. I mean, I don't have the kind of traffic even that some of these people have. I was definitely there more for like the social media presence, but okay. I mean, my blog is, is good. I mean, I get 10,000 views probably a month, maybe more, depending on the time of the, you know, year, holidays is always a big boost. But um, yeah, like that I found was like a very different community than the Instagrammers. I much prefer bloggers, if I'm being totally honest. Sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I have my Instagram friends, like love you guys if you're listening, but you know, Instagrammers, they have a bad reputation for a reason. Like, so yeah, it's well, tough. Yeah. I mean, what, what have you found? Cause I, I've, you know, by having some on as guests, but then having yeah. other, have having like chefs or restaurateurs on, mm-hmm. you know, that's a very kind of juggling act of, I mean, when I, uh, you said you listened to the uh, George mm-hmm. uh, Motes episode. And like, Pat LaFrieda. Yeah, and, and Pat LaFrieda. But with, with George, he was saying, you know, like in the beginning, like remember it was, it was for photography, yep. you know, yep. and now it's just turned into, like I, I would be the hat, I mean, Guys, please follow me on Instagram. Uh, but I would be so happy if I never had to like use it again, or just didn't have to feel like, oh, you know, I should really yes. post something on Instagram. Like that's also, I mean, even with this, there's, I, I'd be lying if all of a sudden it was like, so, sometimes it's like, oh, I gotta, you know, record. I try to back catalog episodes, right. but like, not the moment it feels like a chore because like, then you're never gonna become successful at anything. Right. Like. Because it, it's it's called work for a reason. Sure. And while this is a passion project, I do I would love for it to keep expanding. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, like Instagram, like you know, just it it's its own weird. It's a weird cr- thing creature. now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny actually because when I was listening to that episode with George, I was like wow, I completely forgot about that because it's so, so different now from what it used to be. But that was literally the fun of it too. And I remember when I discovered it, I loved Instagram. I mean, I loved it. I was posting on it all the time because I just found it. I mean, you know, again, I guess it makes sense. It was new, you know, now it's not new and it's evolved into something so much bigger and crazier. But um, yeah, the Instagram community, at least like for me, food influencers, I mean... Who even knows what influencer means anymore? That's the problem. Because people can buy followers. Like, I've never done that. Like, all my stuff is organic. But even... It sucks because, like, right now my Instagram has been doing really poorly and I don't know why. Like, my stuff is just not getting seen. I can barely break 500 likes on a photo. And it's shitty because I bet people go to my page and they see I have 92,000 followers and I'm barely getting 500 likes. They probably think I bought followers. So it's just... It's shitty. But, um... Back to, like, the community, I mean, it's just, like, a lot of them are just very fake and phony, I find, uh, and yeah. they, some of them just really give us a bad name, like, the ones that, because, you know, I have a lot of friends in the PR industry, I've been doing this a long time, and, like, they'll say that, you know, this influencer, obviously not naming names, but this influencer came in and doesn't tip, and this one came in and had, like, all the drinks and all this, and didn't, you know, give us any social media love, like, so some people just really take advantage of yeah, the situation, so, yeah. and it makes us look bad, and I get it, you know, so... That part I don't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we definitely live in a culture where they're just posting a lot of photos that I'm just kind of curious. Like, I, I, in the end, like, I, I tend to post stuff of something, like, I enjoy, mm-hmm. and then it's not because I'm necessarily... I mean, I am, I guess, technically endorsing that place, right. but it's not for, you know, for them to get more followers necessarily. Right, right, it's like, different. And but uh, but at the same time, you have people going there and 
you know, like, then not actually eating the food and just oh, going yeah. for, like, to get a picture. Yeah, don't get or... me started on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the food the food influencers who don't eat their food. Yeah, I talked about this on another podcast I was on recently, and I was just like, that is one of the most frustrating things to me because I'm like, what are you even doing? Like, you're promoting stuff that you didn't even try or you didn't eat. It's such bullshit, and this yeah. is another reason it gives us a bad name. Like, I don't post anything I don't eat. I don't post anything I don't like, and that goes for ads, too. Like, I've given money back to people and brands that uh, want me to advertise their product. And if I don't like it, I'm not doing it. So, you know, but that's, that's kind of rare. I don't think a lot of people operate that way. So, yeah. What, what do you think of then like uh, apps or, you know, businesses like Yelp then? I hate Yelp. Yelp, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hate Yelp just because it's so like, it's just, it's, it's everyone, everyone's a critic. You know, you have Joe Everyman commenting about his, like, I was literally talked about this on the other podcast too. And I used a very specific, specific example because I remembered this and I thought it was friggin' outrageous. The guy was like, oh, someone brought over ice and it was crushed ice and I only liked cubed ice or like whatever it was the other way around or like they brought over bread and I'm trying to avoid carbs right now I'm like these are your preferences these are things you have to make known to the restaurant they're not yeah. mind readers so I was like this and then they give it one star and it's like an average system so obviously things like that are going to drag it down and so this is like for one of my clients and I was just like this is insane like what yeah. can you even do about that so yeah that's why I hate Yelp <laughs> yeah and and when I when I've posted on Yelp again like I'm more or less like unless something's absolutely like horrible like Mm -hmm. there's one time there's this you know famous diner in New Jersey and they brought me out a burger on a moldy bun Uh, yeah well that deserves and I'm I'm like you know like that you know that's pretty inexcusable yeah and like the manager came over and said to me like oh you know in the summertime we can get pretty hot and the condensation I'm like so you know it's a problem so why don't you just like and it was it was empty like I went like it was you know a Sunday night it was Mm -hmm. late it like no one was in there it's like so and this is a problem you know of inspect the bun before yeah exactly you you, you put a burger like you have eyes right yeah like yeah but other than that like then when I post it's in praise of something like I'm just I'm, I'm not someone that believes in necessarily giving bad reviews like I, I would do the same th- if I yeah. got to a level that someone was like oh can you endorse this and I'm just like oh I don't like this I, I would say like no I'm sorry like right I, I won't like or I won't yeah you won't hear the negative thing from me right exactly like that's what I do is I give the feedback directly to either the PR company or the restaurant like whoever set me up with whatever comped meal it is even though it's free I, I know that the assumption is that you're going to get a post just because it's free but the truth is if I didn't like it I'm not going to post it yeah. like that's the risk that you take as the restaurant sure. I even tell this to my clients they'll be like you know we had this person and they didn't post and I'm like yeah they told me they didn't really have a great experience so you kind of have to accept that they get pissed because they feel like they lose money I understand but again this is the risk that you take you can't like expect everybody to post just because you gave them free food if it's yeah, not I mean, this, you know this is also I mean this culture that we're living in is only I mean a little over 10 years right not not even really yeah that it's a new aspect for restaurants mm-hmm. to do. I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, restaurant industry is one of the hardest industries. I mean, to, 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 to last, uh, to have a place that, you know, for, I don't know, even at over like five years. Yeah. I mean, if you have a restaurant that's been open for 10 years, it's like kudos to you. Exactly. I think great success. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but when it, I mean, when it, so you ride a fine line, like when you tell people to come in and then they don't like something, it's just like, okay, in the end of the day, like. And at the end of the day, food is subjective. Like that's the thing I try yeah. to always hammer home. 
on my Instagram or anything like you know when I write about like my love of fast food all the time and people will like give me shit for it but I'm like I grew up with fast food my dad loves fast food like he used to bring me and my brother to McDonald's when we were kids and have us do Big Mac eating contests (laughs) obviously I would win but um point being is like I kind of grew up with that stuff so if you see me posting an ad for like yesterday I posted an ad for Burger King like and I'm obviously getting shit for it but it's like I'm sorry I love fast food people being like oh my god did you see the ingredients it's like crap whatever and I'm like yeah but it's like it's fast food like I'm not going in there because I'm expecting a healthy you know experience yeah like there's just way too many people that are just like I mean even when it comes to movies Mm -hmm. I break them up into I I say there's films and there's movies movies to me tend to be just more the popcorn value Mm -hmm. like sitting down and right now there's a very divisive film in uh, Joker that's out there oh yeah I want to see Joker. yeah it's I I I really enjoyed it I know Mm -hmm. a couple of people actually from the Cage Club Podcast Network that didn't you know, there are certain things, like, I mean, just, I mean, everyone seems to be like, Walking Phoenix gave a great performance. I'm sure he did, But yeah. then, then the biggest thing that people are saying is like, oh, was the content, was Todd Phillips the director, so he directed like, The Hangover, right. and Old School, and a bunch of comedies, mm-hmm. and now he makes this movie that is clearly an homage to not just Scorsese, but two specific Scorsese films, The King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. Oh, interesting. Versus, okay. obviously, you have film, I mean, so many filmmakers, you know, I mean, Tarantino's the most famous, he's just like, I, I, I don't want to misquote him, but it's something along the lines of, like, you know, like, you steal from the people you, like, admire, or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, one of those quotes. And, but you watch it, and he's just such a student of film mm-hmm. that it's not the most outrageous, like, you know, theft from another movie. Right. But this movie, it, with it's just clearly Taxi Driver King comedy, and he's never made a dramatic movie before, so I am curious what his other dramatic movies would look like if that's just his that's his style then i would be more accepting of it but in the end of the day like it's just a film that people and i mean it doesn't help that he comes out and says like oh i stopped making comedies because pc culture has ruined comedies i mean it's kind of true but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like i mean then i mean mark maron who's in joker then like tweeted and said like oh if he believes that he's like so there's no funny people like right now there's oh, no yeah, funny I mean, movies yeah. I mean you know like I, I mean, see there what is given to, you have to do yeah there is like the you have to change with the times kind of thing right but in the end I mean but so that's I mean that's another form of art we've got food we've got movies mm-hmm. but it's just like but you just have to so going into Joker and that's even again why it's even strange for that movie right. is because that's you know based off of uh, comic, and mm-hmm. we have all these superhero movies, and I think people went in with different expectations. Like, right. also, a lot of people are like, "Wow, it's a really violent movie." It's like, well, it's one of the few movies. Like, in the end, how many movies are there about comic book villains? True. And yeah. you have to get this guy on his journey, and in the end, not have any re- anything redeemable right. about him because he's the Joker. He's just as far as villains go. Yeah, he's up there. Right. That's uh, true. And so. I think people, you know, were going in expecting more of just like a popcorn blockbuster thing, uh, and he makes it much more of a, like a cinematic, you know, right, film kind of experience, just using like my own language towards that. Right. And I, you know, so when it comes to that, I mean, people know about fast food. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like a surprise. Right. But I mean, 
all of a sudden, you know, people are like, oh, fast food, fast food, disgusting. But then Popeyes comes out with a chicken sandwich, and then everyone needs Everyone's to talk about losing the chicken sandwich. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it's so ridiculous. That's what I mean. Yeah. I it's a lot of hypocrites out there. A lot of hypocrites, and just like, you know, it, I understand people are going to have opinions. I want people to give their opinions on this stuff, but it's also like, don't judge me for eating it just because I'm like a food blogger doesn't mean that I don't enjoy the occasional, you know, Taco Bell, Domino's. Like, I love all that stuff. Like, yeah. sorry, but it's not like I'm eating it every day. So, you know, I think it's it's just interesting, but oh, I did have a question about the Joker though. So you said it's very violent. I don't do well with violence. <laughs> um. Okay. So I mean, I'm a pussy. I'm yeah, just I, admitting <laughs> it. I just yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's it has. I mean, some yeah. Some Guns. I don't violence. mind. Let me let me just break this down because like okay. my boyfriend likes to make fun of me for this because I I'm really such a pussy. Like if there's like a scene that where like when we're watching a movie and I'll and he knows it's coming I'll be like why didn't you warn me about that like I like don't like to look I'm really like a child um guns I don't mind but it's like stabby anything that's overly bloody there's and a, there's, graphic there's, there's, oh. a, there's a there's a there's a scene that you will not enjoy okay we'll yeah. have to talk about that after you probably don't want to ruin it for anybody but yeah I I it like it just it's such a weird thing I don't know what it is like some people are just totally fine with watching that stuff it gets under my skin in such a way I don't know why yeah. but it it makes my skin crawl when I watch stuff like that I can't and it's like I know it's fake but I I can't (laughs) who was I I don't think it was for the podcast but I was talking with someone and like I was just saying like oh like yeah like knife like that I mean it it get it gets to me too the the, not to make you get queasy but the the the, the worst one ever I think is Saving Private Ryan oh yeah and it's just like and he's like no yeah yeah I won't even watch it yeah it'll give me goosebumps even even Goodfellas (laughs) one of my favorite movies is Goodfellas and there are scenes to this day that Mm -hmm. I still cannot watch it's just and I've seen it probably a hundred times so yeah. So let's talk about the, so, I mean, yeah, obviously you have the blog Mm -hmm. and then you get into, I mean, you have your advertising, your marketing knowledge and you're bringing that. Um, When did you decide to go with the, you know, the recipe developing? Oh yeah. So, well, like I said, I had always like done cooking. I did start the blog out as more of a restaurant review and like event review situation. Um, But then because I loved bacon so much and at the time, again, bacon wasn't as prevalent in cooking and restaurants as it is now. So I started just experimenting with different things with bacon. And that was kind of when I started uh, incorporating a little bit more food into it. But Mm then um, I think it was just uh, right around the time when I started doing it full time. So I want to say it was 2015, maybe a year before I had done work with them. But um, Fresh Direct came to me and was oh, okay. like, yeah. you know, we're doing some kind of, I forget exactly what it was, honestly, but it was around the holidays and uh, they were going to like pay me to do a post. And it was like one of the first times I got paid for a post. And I mean, it was like peanuts compared to like, you know, <laughs> what I would make now. But um, it was just so exciting. that I was like, oh my God, Fresh Direct, like this huge brand that I use all the time. Uh, and so that was kind of what spurred me to start doing a little bit more cooking and incorporating that into the blog. And I mean, I just love cooking and I think I'm pretty good at it. And like, I used to host um, Super Bowl parties at my apartment every mm-hmm. year and I would make a shit ton of food. There's awesome, like wings yeah. and like pulled pork and chili and everyone would always rave about it. So I was like, all right, clearly I'm pretty good at this. So sure. Um, <laughs> and now fast forward a few years later and now I'm actually a brand ambassador for Fresh Direct. So I oh, wow. make recipes for them. I try to do it every week. I've been a little slacking. Sorry guys for if they're listening. Um, but I've been uh, making recipes for them and uh, yeah, that's pretty much how that kind of came about. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. do. I'm I'm the same way in the sense of like I love cooking for people, and that's where I get. I mean, I you know, I mean, I feel like that's obviously the way it is for chefs too. It's right. just on a much larger scale. That's for just, sure. Uh, I love 
the uh, the latest season of the Chef Show came out on Netflix. Oh yeah, I didn't know, watch it yet, but I did the, love yeah. the movie. I love that movie. Oh yeah, Chef that's so one much. of the oh, bigger reasons why this podcast exists. Oh, it's my one God. of my uh, not to. I'm gonna. Well, I'll, I'll sound like such a movie snob right now, but that's <laughs> fine. I kind of fell out, of, out like out of love with movies for mm-hmm. like a little while. In, like, the past, like, couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, there's been a couple of movies that have really then got... I mean, I, I have my... I do enjoy, like, all the Marvel movies. Right. I'm such a Star Wars nerd, so okay. I do enjoy when a Star Wars movie comes out. But, I don't know, there's just certain movies... Or there just really hasn't been a movie that I've absolutely fallen in love with in recent years. Yeah. And one of the last ones was Chef. Oh, and yeah. And it's just such a perfect movie, in my opinion. I mean, so, number one, it is rated R, mm-hmm. which I just... You know, it's not like, oh, I only watch rated R movies because, right. I mean, it's the language in the movie. And yeah, that's fine. sure. But that's, in the end of the day, what makes something a bit more real to me. Just Agreed. like when you can, you know, like, I mean, one of the lessons I learned when for writing a screenplay is, like, never write it for the budget or never write it with something. Just write the story you want to write. Okay. And so I feel like most people's language is going to involve some, You're obviously, right. <laughs> like obviously. Ad- <laughs> ad- adult language in it. But, I mean, that's also just going to be in kitchen culture, too. Oh, for sure. Uh, all the nightmare stories you hear of kitchens and stuff yes. like that. <laughs> but forget even that. It's just such a perfect movie in the sense of, like, any other movie in the end when he's talking with his son on top of the truck yeah. uh, in Austin. And he's like, listen, like, when we get back to L.A., like, it's going to kind of go back to the way it was. Like, I can't, you yeah. know, like, I can't have you you're going to be going back to school. Mm-hmm. I'll be focusing on the truck. And like any other movie, like that kid would have like went running off and it would have been like some kind of like scene, dramatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was just so simple and real. Yeah. Agreed. And that's, I've, you know, like I can't wait to eventually do an episode. I'm just like trying to just, I mean, cause it's just, it all culminates to yeah, that really I was just as say, far as it, the fact that you have, it actually shocks me because I love that movie too. And like the food scenes also, like, I don't know if this is like something that you appreciate as like a food, as a foodie film person. Um, but like the, the filming of the food scenes is just friggin' beautiful. The way that the colors, when he oh. makes that, when he leaves the restaurant and uh, Michelle, Ramsey Michelle, the guy yeah. is at the restaurant and he was supposed to cook for him and he's just like, fuck this shit. And he goes home and he makes this elaborate meal with the colors and the plating and breaking the sugar and the raspberry. It is yeah. like the most sensual thing that's like a sex scene to me i watch that and i'm like my god like i can taste it (laughs) my only problem with the movie is that when he leaves Mm -hmm. and he makes all that food at his apartment and then he sees like ramsey is like tweeting at him yeah right away i would be like taking pictures and tweeting the pictures or even bringing the dishes and be like this is what i wanted to cook for you motherfucker like that would have you can't but i mean obviously that's that's helping like that that's the weakest like as you were you know i'm saying like like, the kid would go running off and that would be like for the plot purposes like that definitely would be like if they didn't include that then he wouldn't start his journey right and i mean we even see it like he was still trying to protect dennis hoffman uh, dustin hoffman there we go uh uh i did a little dennis hopper dustin hoffman (laughs) but uh yeah he's even trying to protect him because he's like he was nervous that you were gonna like close down his restaurant right right uh and then he's it's a a great scene oh my god that scene when he loses again sorry i know you want to save a whole episode for that we won't talk about it but yeah you guys have to watch it if you haven't you know what (laughs) you know what i'm thinking i think because for a while again before it became 
I started doing those, uh, like this episode, the mm-hmm. first cut episodes where I talk about, you know, some, you know, someone like about, about them and their love of food. Right. When it was just these movie episodes, I was like trying to figure out like, okay, like who would be a good guest for the movie. But in the end, I mean, we were talking about the movie, so right. it's not necessarily a, a, like about the guest in that sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always happy to have them on and have them, you know, share whatever they want to. Right. But. I think chef, since it's such a big deal to me, I, I'm just having a little bit of a, an aha moment. Mm-hmm. I think I need to do such a special episode, maybe it'll be a two-part episode, but have a lot of guests and have just like a roundtable kind of discussion. That. That was gonna be my out of the box idea for you. Actually, yeah. after the after we were done recording, I was gonna say you should you should make it like an event and have like different people. Yeah, maybe even a live um, event yeah. or something like that. Like I mean, in the end, like I mean, I was just like, oh, if I could just have like John Favreau, even like yeah, I mean, John like Samo, Bobby Cannavale, like someone involved. But at the same time, then like if I got like if I was lucky enough, fortunate <laughs> enough to ever have. Yeah. John Favreau on. Why the hell would I only talk to him about <laughs> Chef? Like he's yeah. making the Mandalorian Star Wars show, right? Star right. Wars movie right now, or yeah, TV show. It's a and, good point. Uh, I mean, just I mean, his whole career is astonishing. Yeah, I love him. Honestly, uh, he's so funny. Yeah, so and talented, but yes. <laughs> so uh, we're living in Queens. Yep. Where are and but you you have the love for Manhattan. Where where are we eating? What are you we where are we oh. going right now? Well, oh, and also I should say I moved back to Queens just like almost two years ago. I uh, own an apartment in Brooklyn in Williamsburg, so I lived there for eight years. So I'm wow. Just, so yeah, you're, you're renting it out, doing a little renting so it out for now. But I'm probably going back soon, so yeah. kind of excited for that because Williamsburg, as you well know, is a great food scene. So yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but where are we eating? That's a good question. I mean, the thing is, like, I don't get to do as many shoots that aren't, like, for clients anymore. Like, I used to run around and do shoots, like, two or three a day. Like, today I might actually go and do some uh, shooting after this. But, like, yeah, I, I, I'm, like, trying to think even. I can't. Oh, I went to Intersect recently, um, the pop-up that's, like, the Lexus Intersect, whatever, mm-hmm. um, that uh, they have. They do residencies with different chefs every month. So oh, I went okay. to that that's recently, cool. and it was very, very good. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to Don Angie this week. I love Don Angie. That's, like, one of my favorite Italian places in the city. But that's not, like, new or anything, but it's still great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. There's just so many. When I'm put on the spot, I can never think of anything. <laughs> it's there, terrible. Is there just like an old standby favorite? Like, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the genre. That's what I always yeah. tell people. I'm like, if you can <laughs> narrow it down to like a cuisine, I can probably give you that. I'd be like, pizza. You know, I love a classic slice from Joe's. That's like probably my favorite. But I also had Polly G's recently, the slice shop in Greenpoint. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. Prince Street Pizza, I mean, I that is probably my favorite slice in all of the land. I think it's amazing. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. In terms of, like, sit-down places, like steakhouses, like, I love St. Anselm in Williamsburg. Um, I feel like Peter Luger is a little overrated. I'm probably going to get shit for saying that. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's worth the, like, experience if you've never been. But I think that there are plenty of other steakhouses out there that are great. We're right nearby Benjamin Prime, and I did an episode oh, with yeah. uh, Benjamin and Chef Arturo, and that porterhouse was just oh like, yeah that place is great i forgot yeah. about that that's right up around my uh, dad's office actually so yeah, yeah that that's a really good one too keens i mean there's like i said there's a ton, there's a ton um yeah. but yeah it's like i said it depends on the cuisine the location if people give me that i can kind of narrow it down i'm like human yelp to my friends yeah. they'll be like where should i go below 14th street uh you know italian not fancy whatever and i'll just like <laughs> spit out whatever and they're like you're so handy <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, and that's one of my favorite things. I love 
recommending yep. a food spot and then someone I mean I know they're gonna have a good time because that's how confident I am in my own taste See, of food that's what's funny though or yeah. even knowing like no if I know them well mm. like even if I really love a place sometimes I'll know like yeah but that's they not gonna not. be up their alley totally and actually it's funny though that you say that because I want to be confident in my suggestions to people but one thing I think that is definitely a downside of being like a food blogger and Instagram you know, influencer or whatever, is that we 100% get a different experience than most people. And I know that. So I think I take that into account, you know, so when I'm suggesting a place to someone, I will usually say, I thought it was fantastic. Hopefully it is, you know, let me know, whatever, because I have sent people on like, you know, to my restaurant recommendations and only one or two times maybe, but like it's happened a couple times where they're like, you know, I really wasn't that impressed by that. And I'd be like, really but then it's yeah. like well when i go in there it's like they treat you they know that you're like a vip it's different yeah. you know you get much better plated food you get you know the fresher food maybe i don't know so but... what you're saying is everyone should just go out to eat dinner with you <laughs> yes that's... that's exactly what i'm saying no i think it's that i think i recommend places that i've been to more than once yeah. like after the comp experience because i do like to go back and see if these places are as good as i think they were when like i'm not going in as like a again, blogger or an influencer yeah. and they know it's being comp because consistency to me, and this is what I tell my clients too, consistency is the most important thing for a restaurant because if you're not consistent, you're not going to last. And yeah. that's what I think really, really matters. That's why some place like the Smith, which I love, it's always consistent. You know, I recommend that place all the time because every time I go, no matter when, it's always good. Yeah. So it's like, that's one of my standbys when it comes to recommending places. So yeah, consistency is like, is key. Maybe the next venture for Skinny Pig is like food, uh, like tours or something like that. Oh you can branch out. Not that you that. give it, but yeah. like, I oh. mean, you know. If I don't have to give it, then super. Cause like, yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, I know. You would just like, yeah, hire, like, or even, or even let's, let's start simpler with like the, the, you can call it the Skinny Pig Trail. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And I like, like that. And you just know, like, people can buy, like, a, a voucher or something like that, and they go inside, and, like, the places you know will give them yes. 10%. Off. I don't know. I've actually thought about this before, and I wanted to do it because my friend uh, also tried to convince me to do that. And it was just one of those things where I was like, I should, I should, I should. And then I just kind of never, yeah. like, actually took the steps to make it happen. But that would be a really good idea. I should do that. Yeah. Because that would be the, the best of both worlds that it's just like, when people go in, they that restaurant know, would kinda. know, but point. you also don't. Yeah, exactly. Mm, I'll we'll have to give you royalties on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here. It's documented. It's recorded. Exactly. There now I go. can't get out of it. No. <laughs> Screwed now. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be foodie films if we didn't talk about a couple of famous food scenes. I gave you some options. You gave me a lot of options back, or or I asked you for some suggestions, yeah. some options, and you gave me a lot back. Yes. And uh, I I I chose. Uh, to I, I like to usually try go to go for like a certain juxtaposition. So first, okay. let's play this. Uh, let's just call it the steak scene from The Matrix. Do we have a deal, Mr. Reagan? You know, I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, The Matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realize? <sighs> Ignorance is bliss. 
then we have a deal. I don't want to remember nothing. Nothing. You understand? And I want to be rich. You know, someone important. Like an actor. Joey Pantaleone, right? That's how you say it? Joey, I, pen, pen, that's how pen, I say it. Pantaleone, Pantaleone. <laughs> Pantaleone, probably, yeah. yeah. He's just perfect mm-hmm. in this scene. I love this scene. Um. Oh, and God, and why am I blanking? I'm just, I'm so bad when it comes to names. Why am I blanking on the actor's name? Hugo Weaving, right? Oh, the other guy? Yeah, he, I honestly have I no he, idea. Hugo, I probably yeah. should have looked that up. Mr. But, uh, yeah. The agent. <laughs> Mr. Smith, right? He's Mr. Yes. Smith, and then it's Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. That yeah, was just exactly. like his time. He was in that, Lord of the Rings. Like, that was his time. I never saw Lord of the Rings. I never saw Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm a Star Wars guy, so. <laughs> I mean, you've seen my taste in movies. It's not exactly the best. It's not. I, I'm like a 12-year-old boy. I like comedies and stupid shit. But, um, but anyway. Yeah, but good Jersey guy, Joey Pantaleone, grew up. Yep. And I believe Cliffside Park, he's actually... Uh, friends with like one of my friends father oh that's so yeah. cool and he and he also my uh my roommate his uh family his uh, great uncle owns his famous italian deli in hoboken uh fiori's oh wait that's so funny i think someone was just telling me about that that name sounds so familiar yeah, it was on man versus food recently okay think, or something like that but i mean it's just it's been around since the early 1900s it's really famous for its mozzarella oh okay yeah. and uh you know it's just an old school place no menu they have a daily special like Thursdays and Saturdays is a roast beef and mutz day because oh that's Yum. just you know yeah the best sounds amazing. Uh, but <laughs> always at uh, Christmas time, uh, Joey Pantaleone come comes in oh, no and way. just like walks into like the back into the kitchen is talking with the guys and <laughs> like they're just so like the, I've been told like they're like all right all right man we're trying to we need you yeah know, it's, like, like, it's get crazy out. like the like. Christmas Eve and the two days before are like the busiest day of the year, just all the cold cuts. Yeah. But this scene, he's just... He's so great in that scene. He's just so perfect. I mean, I even, I played it past him enjoying the steak because Mm -hmm. I just needed to hear him say the part of being, you know, make me someone important. Like an actor. (laughs) Like an actor. Just the way he delivers that line. (laughs) But... And it's so serious, too. It's, like, not even yeah. like he's kidding, I don't think. At least I don't take it that way. I felt like he was, like, genuine about yeah. that. And the steak, though, but the thing that I you love about... You think that's about, a Lafrida steak? I mean, I was going to say, I wonder, actually, what that cut is. <laughs> can you imagine? I'm like, can we find that out? Um, but it's, like, you can taste that steak. The way oh. that, like, he eats it and, the yeah. sta- like, the ASMR around that is just, like... I can taste that steak when he's eating it, 100%. Every, yeah, every bite and the way he, like, sniffs the wine mm-hmm. glass. He is just enjoying, like, that, you know, that moment. Because, as he says, he knows it's not real. Right. But, but you know, like, you know yeah. what? He, what he, it's the nine, nine years yep. later, ignorance You know is what bliss. I realize? Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. And then he yeah. takes that bite and it's just like... Yeah, that is one of my favorite moments in a steakhouse is like if you have a good steak and some good red wine, that is like Ugh. I'm set. I don't need anything it's else. It's <laughs> just one of the best like pairings. Exactly. It's just so ha- good. Yeah. That's... And that personifies it, I think. Yeah, that scene shows it like per- perfectly just Absolutely. like that just the moment of enjoying a 
you know, cut of meat like that. You know what I wonder when it comes to movies like that where there are eating scenes? Because I imagine they have to do it more than once. Do you think there was a time when he had to spit that out because maybe he got too, like, tired of eating it or chewing it or whatever? Maybe, I wonder that. yeah. It's a shame. It has... I always think about that with movies. I'm like, if I wonder. I, if I was an actor yeah. and, uh, you know, someone important. No. Uh, <laughs> yes, but, important. But I would definitely try my like be like I'm not trying to make it like be be a diva right now or anything right. like that. But I truly w- would be awesome, and I know I can do it for you guys to get this in one take. Right. Like if you guys are comfortable getting you know because i'm sure at the same time they maybe shot that scene i mean every director is different some directors have such you know like they storyboard it and they know exactly what shot they wanted that close-up shot Mm -hmm. and did the little tilt up to show the steak to him you know chewing it yeah but sometimes directors will then also shoot that in the wide so they have that coverage exactly and that's when you start you know having you know the continuity errors that you also see in movies right the size of the steak after he started slicing it up exactly and that kind of stuff but I, if if I was an actor and in a food scene like that, I definitely would have conveyed, like, listen, like, I'd like to enjoy this steak. Right. And I know I can get it in, like, one take. So if you guys are comfortable knowing that you want to get that shot and you know yep. you definitely will use a close-up, mm-hmm. like, I'll do that for you. Exactly. Because I would imagine <laughs> after doing it multiple times, it would lose a little bit of that realness unless you are just that good of an actor. But I feel yeah. like that – it just felt very real. So, like, either he's just an amazing actor or that was the first take. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I need to ha- – he's, he's just a guy that's – I mean, he was on The Sopranos, right, obviously, yeah. and just being, I mean, Italian-American from North Jersey, like – Right. That's he. He's 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 a dream guest. I'd yeah. love to speak with him. And I have some close connections. Maybe I'll have to go Make into Fiori's around Christmas time and be like, "Hey, Joy Pants." There like you go. It's perfect. <laughs> and like I said, I, I like going for a little bit of juxtaposition. So yep. the next scene we're gonna play, and there's a couple of food scenes in this film. Oh yeah. But we're, we're gonna go with the the spicy pepper scene <laughs> from Dumb and Dumber. You want? An atomic pepper, Mr. Manolino? Nah. You guys go ahead. Huh? I'll do it if you will, Lloyd. Okay. <laughs> you go first. No, uh-uh, no. You go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go, you go first. Go, you go, I always go oh, first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always never go. You guys both stop acting like a couple of pussies and go at the same time, huh? That sounds like a dare, Harry. It's a double dare. Yeah, okay, you're on. Mm. It's not so bad. Uh It's more tingly than hot. Yeah. Excuse me, I gotta use the phone. Uh, enjoy your meal, guys. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that scene. It's I, just. I, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't. It's so ridiculous. That scene also grosses me out a little bit. I'll tell you why, but continue first. No, no, no I mean, so I, I like it because it's almost like both scenes, we have these characters kind of talk. I mean, I mean, well, Lloyd and Harry are just yep. oblivious to everything. Right. But they're with a very, like, the, you know, kind of an antagonist in the movie. And so I, I do like the whole, you know, then you have, what's, I mean, what's Joey Pant's character's name in Matrix? Is Cypher? Cypher. Yeah. Cypher. Cypher and the Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, obviously he knows what's going on with that, and he's going to get him Morpheus and give him that and right. betray everybody. But, like, this, I just like that then you have these two clueless, clueless guys. You've got the, you know, the... The guy uh, that I cannot remember his name right now. The big... Yeah. Oh, my God, he's what is everything. his name? He was in... He, he's in Goodfellas because yeah. he's the truck driver. Yes, I cannot remember his name. It's going to drive me insane. This is what Google is for, but yeah. okay. Either way, that guy. But just, like, him <laughs> sitting in the middle of them and... These and then just like being kind of the parent to these two guys in this moment, and yep. it's just, uh, just I mean, a silly scene. Like, I, I've never, I mean, what well, <laughs> you know, never, I mean, not just like a straight up pepper out of a jar, but like, there is, you know, I've never been someone while I enjoy spicy food, I, right. I, I don't like trying something that I know is most likely going oh, to... Oh, yeah, no, light my face on fire. Yeah, it's wh- absolutely the why? worst. Like, I don't uh, understand yeah. that about spicy food. Like, I love spicy food, but. The, like, heat for just the sake of heat and just, like, the extreme fire, that's not enjoyable to me. That just no. burns your taste buds off. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I did a thing for, um, have you heard of uh, Fuego Box, this hot sauce subscription company? No. Okay, well, Fuego Box did this thing where it was, like, for prostate cancer research where it was, like, they sent you a very, very, very spicy piece of chocolate and you had to try to finish it and then, like tape it and whatever so uh-huh. i did this like the idiot that i am um but hey it was for a good cause and uh i was like in physical pain from this uh. thing it felt like someone was holding two matches to my glands in my throat <laughs> like a piece yeah. got stuck in my throat my stomach was like doing flip-flops i mean i thought i was gonna vomit at one point my face was red my eyes were watering i was like there is no point yeah. re- uh, to this. There is no one on earth that can enjoy this. Yeah, I'll this. do an ice bucket <laughs> challenge instead to help. Absolutely. I probably <laughs> yeah. needed that afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah uh, th- I mean, and this is pre, like, jackass culture. Right. I wonder if the guys that are in jackass, like, watch this and was like, oh, I could, you know, make like, a make a show out of this. Yeah. You I could know? make a living off of this, like, yeah. In some ways, I mean, I'd rather do some of the physical gags on, I mean, not that, well, this is physical as well. Right. But just, like, when it comes to food, like, I, I just love food so much. I don't want there to be like negative. I'm not right. trying to have a negative memory. From exactly. It. Yeah. But what is this? I mean, when when you gave me options, mm-hmm. I mean, you you said, oh, I pretty much have the taste of movies. You know, of like of like a guy <laughs> I, I, of like a. 12 or 14 year old boy basically yeah, yeah exactly what is it about i mean even b- both movies but like this yeah. movie in particular that just i mean you know i don't know sometimes so like this is my thing with movies and i've tried to explain because i really do think that like i i want to say that i have like a good taste in movies but i really just i think have a good taste in like comedy because like okay. even like i said my boyfriend now will like like make fun of me because i have never seen like certain movies that are like really popular um or movies that are uh, revered. Re- that's yeah. the word. Thank you. Revered that I don't particularly love sure. because for me, like I've had like some like just crazy drama in my life. Like growing up, there were lots of things we don't have to get into now, but that just like weren't easy. So for me, movies from a young age always were an escape. Yeah. I don't really like. Pat like, he- said the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's just like I I like a heavy movie every now and then, but like it has to be a really good one and it has to keep my attention. A lot of the like heavy movies that are revered. Are, are a little slow for me, so I think that's why I tend to go for things that are either, like, action, like, you know, Fast and the Furious, yeah, it's, like, one of my favorite movies, sorry, I'm not sorry, like, I think it's, like, funny, it's fast-paced, it's good, I love cars, so it's just, you know, yeah, yeah. and comedies, like I said, I just, this one is just so stupid and it's so funny <laughs> and it's so silly and i just i don't know like i said it's an escape i love it and jim carrey's great i yeah, love it it's one of the most quotable, <laughs> one of the most quotable movies of all time 100 yeah. percent. i quote it all the time and that's like me too i quote like 
um, like again I quote a lot of comedies that's like one of the main things that I quote all the time that's why I have like I feel like I have a ton of guy friends and it's because like that's how I connect with oh, people oh that's how yeah well that's just... how as, as I can as a male representative I can say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that's how we, we communicate via like 50% of our lexicon is movie quotes exactly and that's like, how I talk to people and when I do it yeah. with girls not they don't usually get it unless it's like mean girls you know so I'm um, like with my <laughs> with my taste in uh, movies at this point it lends itself towards like the male uh you know species if you yeah. will <laughs> so yeah well, and honestly and that's I, I feel the same way in the sense of I don't watch a lot of things I'm, I'm trying to steer clear of like very violent yeah like movies just because and while I just saw Joker yes 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 right uh but like there's certain or even I mean we live in such a golden age of television right now yeah and everyone's telling me to watch uh what was uh mind mind hunters oh on, yeah on I, I did watch a little bit it's of like that david, fucking yeah david fucked up <laughs> well that's the thing the first episode and I'm, I'm sure like i'm not saying this is gonna be then it's like oh like screw the show it's a bad show like right. no it's just like not up my alley but right. like just right away mm-hmm. i mean david fincher obviously has made like he made seven like that's a you know right. fucked up movie oh yeah um, and i've seen that <laughs> And but like the the first scene in Mindhunters is a guy that's holding someone hostage, and then it, they just go to a close up of him shooting his like head off with a shotgun. I'm like, nope, I yeah, don't need this. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I don't even know why I stuck through yeah, that. To be honest with you, but... especially in uh, the binge culture that we live in, oh, yeah. like one of the first shows because it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't via like Netflix or Amazon, mm-hmm. but uh, and obviously it was released weekly. But I binged Dexter. Oh, yeah. Okay. And up until, like, I think the first, you know, like, the fourth season ended, and that's, like, revered as, like, one of the best, like, seasons. Okay. It's got John Lithgow. And I've never seen it. And, every, you know, every season's kind of, like, about, like, it was one of those shows, like, ooh, who's going to be, like, the bad guy next season? Oh, okay. And it's, like, always, like, the actor that they bring in, like, just, like, does such a terrific job. And so John Lithgow was the fourth season, and that's, again, revered as just, like, an right. amazing season. And so after that, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Dexter. And I binge watched like the first four seasons of Dexter. Right. I did not feel good after that. <laughs> See, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I've had that happen too, where I've never seen Dexter, but like, I know obviously the premise, but I have binge watched, what was it? Um, shit. Oh my God. Did you see 13 Reasons Why? I No, I've heard about, and I'm just like, I, I don't, I, I don't necessarily like the idea of, of with, with a, without have seeing it, I, I just don't like the idea of that kind of show existing out there. Uh, yeah, it's very disturbing. I yeah. mean, I literally had trouble sleeping after binging that entire show, and the new season's out, and I'm like afraid to watch it. <laughs> I'm not I, even and, kidding. And, and I'm I, like, nope. <laughs> and I know, I know that that show has gotten, you know, yeah, you know, definitely like called out on certain things. But again, like a movie like like Joker just came out, and everyone, yeah. I mean. There was also there was the shooting in Aurora, yeah. And when Dark Knight Rises came out, and although Joker's right. not in that movie, someone dressed up as you know Joker yep. and did, yep. had the shooting. Terrible. And this movie, yeah, exactly. And and this movie is very like you know like kind of take down the upper class, you know like right. there's there's you know a message in there, but also like after watching it, I can say like yeah, you have to be. A, you know, messed up individual right, to go see that movie and then do something like that. But in the same time, to be ha- having a show about—I mean, it's about like teenagers, right? Teenagers, and su- there's su- a lot of suicide. rape and yeah, suicide and, and, and it's just and like it's just I don't very... know, like 
and if it's you know if teenagers are watching that like Mm -hmm. i i just don't necessarily i feel like i don't know if this is what you were gonna say but i just felt like it glorifies a little bit because yeah like it makes it like in a certain way like romanticizes a hundred percent because this girl basically is still in a way like alive after she kills herself because she's still living in these tapes that she's passing around to everyone and like almost like getting revenge and i was just watching it thinking like kids are going to be watching this and thinking, oh, well, okay, I'm going to fucking get back at all these assholes that were mean to me in high school because this is how I'm going to do it. I'm great. Like, no, that's not what happens in real life. Like, I don't know. It's just, I felt, I took a lot of issue with that show. I thought it was, uh, it was, it was like good for what it was, but very disturbing. And yeah, it just, it it fucks with you after that. You're like, oh God. We need to to watch a silly comedy as soon as possible. Exactly. Did you see the sequel to Dumb and Dumber? You know, I actually didn't because I uh, thought that it was going to be bad and I Uh, feel like I'm right. (laughs) You are right. Just like Zoolander 2, just like Anchorman 2. they're taking these great comedies and that's the whole thing like i'm like i mean especially with i mean pretty much all of them i think they were about 10 years i mean dumb and dumber 2 was way after 10 years it was close i think it was close to like 20 years almost uh that the sequel came out i'm like as far as comedies like again not that like those comedies have to like grow with the time but like i watched dumb and dumber 2 and at that point like in the beginning i mean sure i was young and i was watching Mm-hmm. What they're in their Jim Carrey's probably in his early thirties, probably, and Jeff I don't Daniels, even know, actually, but yeah, late sounds right. Thirties at that point, I don't know, mid thirties, kind of, mm-hmm. and so yes, did they look like adults to me? But at the same time, I, I was a kid and I'm watching, I'm like, it's silly. But yeah. then watching Dumber Dumber Two. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is just sad. Yeah, exactly. That's how I felt when I heard about it. I was like, I just don't, I don't want to taint it in my brain. Yeah. I don't like want to do that. Like the characters of, you know, like Harry and Lloyd, yeah. like they were just sad at that point. Exactly. Like it wasn't just like two single guys and they're dumb and they're just totally oblivious. <laughs> I mean, the movie ends with that, you know, like yeah. with, the, with the bus <laughs> of models, with you know, swimsuit models. You gotta whatever. forgive yeah. my friend. Yeah. He's a little slow. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> but like, then you watch those gags when they're guys in their fifties. Right. And you're just like, Oh yeah. man, like they've just wasted their lives. And exactly. I know it's silly. And the idea of that is silly, but like for me, it just was like such a downer. And then I, I just, agree. it just wasn't, done as well in my opinion yeah 100% but i uh, could see that that's yeah. why i'm glad i just didn't bother but yeah with we it. got a, we got a sequel to that and there's gonna be a sequel to the matrix supposedly there's gonna be a fourth Wait, matrix a re- oh, okay. i was like sequel i was like there's already a sequel uh yeah. fourth one? Oh god yeah I know. is it gonna be keanu I he think so. He's, there is a Ke- there is a Keanu sans right now. Oh, how you feel? Okay. Yeah, you like John. Wick? I saw John Wick three. I have seen all John, and which is weird because I was just saying how I hate violence, but for some reason, no, but you John- said you like action. Yes, so, I mean that's different. Yeah, like, again, I like action yeah. when it's like mixed in. Like the, I can deal with the violence when it's mixed in with a very good action movie and like yeah. a lot of ass kicking. Because my dad, like, um, he loves he loved Bruce Lee growing up and mm-hmm. Jean Claude Van Damme. So I kind of grew up with that a little bit um, in the back of my head, so I like that shit. I like John Wick. I mean, I think it's a little ridiculous, but uh, it's entertaining. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's fast food. Yeah, there were definitely some scenes in John Wick 3 that I I, I saw it coming, and I was like, nope, I'm just going to turn my head. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, exactly. I like that they involved the dogs in John Wick 3. They they got their revenge. Those dogs are killing people. Yeah, Halle Berry's dogs. Yep. I forget what those are called. 
Are they German shepherds? No, they're a type of... They, they look like really them, but they're something. Like. They're what the military uses, like what SEAL Team 6 uses. Yeah, I I, I'm like kind of picturing what they looked like yeah. in my brain, but in my mind they looked like German Shepherds, but yeah. now I'm like... No, they, they do they look didn't. similar to German Shepherds. Yeah, yeah. But anyway... I'm a cat person. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, last but not least, we have the Gut Instincts segment. Ooh, okay. uh, our little speed round, so just whatever, you know, comes to you first when okay. I ask you these questions. Yep. Favorite fast food? Ah, uh, crap. Uh, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. That tends that's an up there. Like I, I, I need to do after I think twenty episodes mm-hmm. I did kind of a count and okay. like Taco Bell was winning. It's I gotta best. see. Taco Bell and Wendy's was also a big one at that point too. Oh yeah, I do love Wendy. I mean like I said, that's why I'm like it's hard to pick, but I'm like Taco Bell I still will eat more regularly just because sure. I feel like I enjoy it the most and yeah, it's just delicious. Do quiero Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go to uh, alcoholic beverage. Uh, vodka, soda. I'm a basic bitch. All right. Any yeah. specific kind of vodka? I'm usually a Tito's person or a kettle, you know. All right, Tito's. Yeah. You got to hang out with Pat LaFrida, you know, that's... Oh, yeah, that's, is that his? That's okay. his, yeah. Amazing. Favorite childhood snack? Ooh, favorite childhood snack. That's a tough one. Um, uh, Okay, this is weird, but red peppers, sliced red peppers with ranch dressing. Okay. <laughs> I like vegetables. Nice a lot of people don't believe that, but yeah. Of, yeah. Yep, Julianne okay. cuts of red pepper with ranch dressing. There Man, I love that shit. Sweet or savory? Oh, savory all the way. Favorite food city, domestic and abroad? Oh, boy. Um, favorite food city? Um, I probably will say, I mean, I've been to L.A. only once, but I did really like the food in L.A. Also loved the food in Austin. Um I like Miami because, I, I mean, I go there, like, every year for the South Beach Wine and Food Festival, so mm-hmm. I have had a lot of stuff there, and they do, like, certain things, you know, Cubans, obviously, Cuban yeah. sandwiches, amazing. Um, domestic, I would say that. And then abroad, I mean, I really love Greece, uh, I love Paris, uh, Italy, obviously. It's hard to kind of narrow it down, honestly, but, <laughs> yeah. Anything, like, pasta and bread, like, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Favorite cuisine? Favorite cuisine is probably Italian or American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guilty pleasure food. How many? How much time do you have? <laughs> no, guilty pleasure food? Shit, I don't know. I mean, I would normally say, like, Taco Bell, honestly, yeah. but does it have to be, like, something, like, that's not, like, a restaurant? Or are we thinking, I mean, like... Could, I mean, obviously, I mean, a lot of people say, like, Oreos, ball oh, ice okay. cream. Stuff like but, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably, I mean, I do love Oreos, but Yes, an probably... indulgent, I guess, is also... Okay. Um, damn, I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, and now I like can't. No, think no, of no, anything. no. It's just yeah, yeah. Um, guilty pleasure food. I don't know. It's hard to say, but I do really love beef jerky. No, that's weird, but I love beef jerky. My mom thinks it smells like dog food. She doesn't understand how I can eat it. I'm like, if I see like when I'm traveling, a lot of times I'll like go to a gas station, like at a rest stop, and I'll pick up Slim Jims, and my friends are like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I love a Slim Jim. Sorry. That's, that's, uh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Favorite condiment? Condiment? Damn, that's tough. I'm such a sauce person. I yeah. love, like, dipping things. Uh, probably chipotle mayo or honey mustard. Nice. Or ranch. Or so ranch. The, la- the list can go on. <laughs> let's let's stick with those three. Yeah. What's the last thing you ate? Last thing I ate, sadly, was a Quest bar that was microwaved. Only way they're palatable. I don't understand how anyone can eat a Quest bar without microwaving it first. I feel like when I bite into it, I would lose a crown. It's so tough to chew i don't get it so. so you must do the marketing for quest <laughs> yeah. i've actually like worked with them before and i've like said to them i'm like, like i don't yeah, i was like no no hate yeah. but like you guys i don't know what you're doing to those yeah. bars but when you microwave them they're like nice and soft it's actually quite enjoyable <laughs> good to know yeah what would be your last meal oh the death row meal 
I want to say like a good steak. Like if I can mm-hmm. get a little good Pat Lafrida steak. Shout out to Pat Lafrida. Um, good like tomahawk chop steak. Um, Taco Bell. My mom's bolognese, uh, and I don't know. There's so many other things, and a good slice of pizza, probably from Prince yeah. Street. I feel like that's a good, that's a good <laughs> death row meal right there. <laughs> I know you said savory over sweet, so I mean, are you just not a sweet? I'm really not nah. a sweets person. I mean, for it's not even like for health reasons, but as I've gotten older and I've realized like what sugar does to my body and everything, I friggin' hate. Like I try to stay away from it as much as possible. But I, I never was like a sweets person, even when ah, I was okay. a kid. Never like ice cream sundays. Never did any of that. I I don't even remember the last time like I had like cake even. Like I like cookies. Um like a warm chocolate chip cookie with a little sea salt on top. But again, sea salt. Like I, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. Yeah. I I tried to learn a lesson from, not that necessarily it was for his dessert in Mm. the movie, but in Chef, when the son wants kettle corn. And he's like, but look at this piece of fruit. It's beautiful. (laughs) Like, look at that. And he's like, come on, have the piece of fruit. And then it cuts Cuts to to them. (laughs) Yeah. Them going down, him taking a big handful of (laughs) kettle corn. I do love popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. But like when it comes to dessert, I'm just, or just every day, like Mm -hmm. after I have like a meal, I'm like, Ooh, I need something sweet right now. Oh, see, yeah, no, that's not me. Yeah. So I'm like, I need like, so I would, if I was answering this, I would say savory Mm -hmm. because in the, I'm just like stupid, like practical thinking person. It's like, well, yeah, I would obviously, you know, if I had to choose sweet or savory, like, right. You have to have savory. You can't have sweets every day and survive on that. Of course. You have savory. But that's just my stupid lizard brain. And that's yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but so when it comes to sweets, I'm like, well, let me just like, maybe you like have a piece of fruit. I'm right. Like, or just like, it's... even if I find like really good natural chocolate and mm-hmm. I just have a piece of yes. it. But also the biggest, one of my biggest problems when it comes to eating mm-hmm. is not the quality of the food, but quantity. Okay. So, so then yeah. also I know if I get like a big bar of chocolate mm-hmm. in my apartment uh, if once i take one bite like, oh see that's it's the gonna thing. people ask me this all the time and i i really will admit that like i have very good self-control when it comes to food i mean you have to doing what i do like yeah. that's the thing is i'm literally the type of person who can take one bite of a chocolate bar and put it away and never eat it again yeah like i am really good at that but that's because i also gained like 25 pounds when i started food blogging more and like full time so you know you learn a few things because yes. i was i was seriously eating like everything in front of me and i was like well my pants don't fit so i had to learn like how to portion control and now that's what i do like when i go on shoots whatever even any even meals with my friends i they'll tell you I rarely finish everything that's on my plate it's very rare like I just kind of taste and I eat it and I enjoy it but like I will usually not over like overstuff myself you just can't doing doing this so yeah yeah I'm bad with the overindulging yeah it's a practice but once you start doing it it becomes kind of a lifestyle (laughs) do you prefer to dine in or dine out dine out I think yeah yeah I mean as much as I love cooking but you know love a good restaurant experience what would be your spirit food Spirit food? Yeah. What food best embodies, like, you, your personality? Oh, my God. That's funny. Can I tell a quick story about Please. that instead? So yeah. someone asked me this when I was interviewing for a job many years ago. Okay. Ad sales job or whatever. And they were giving me these, like, off-the-cuff questions yeah. to whatever. And they were like, what, you know, fruit would you be if you were a fruit? And I was like, uh, a grapefruit because I'm really fucking bitter. <laughs> literally <laughs> said that. And they just kind of stared at me. And I was like, well, that was clearly the wrong answer. Never heard from them again. Um, okay, so what... <laughs> Yeah. So now you know food. why I work nice. for myself. Um, but anyway, yeah. Well, oof, spirit food. That's tough. I mean, I don't know. I would say something like a 
like a lasagna or like a seven layer dip because I think that I'm just like a weird person and I have a lot of different layers to my personality. Like I always say I'm like a boy trapped in a girl's body. So I feel like there's a lot of things about me that you just wouldn't expect. Like I love cars. I used to work in an auto body shop. I love, but then I also was a tap dancer and a ballet dancer. Um, you know, so like, I just think there's a lot of different layers to me, yeah. and it's just like I'm a weird person. Let's go okay. with that. <laughs> so a good, yeah, lasagna, a parfait perhaps. A parfait, or, or... but see, then we're going back to sweets. Let's stick oh, with like yeah. seven layer yeah. dip maybe, because also I love the Super Bowl and football and yeah. you know cooking. So that's a good uh, football snack is the seven layer Mexican dip. I'll stick with that. Yeah, I yeah. love a good dip. I had I hosted a Super Bowl party one time where I always get like I get a big sandwich, but then it was that, and I you know I'm usually like oh I'll make like a pasta mm-hmm. or like something, but then I just made I think definitely four if not like five like hearty dips like mm. a Reuben dip oh a Philly God. cheese steak dip. Oh, like I have a, a BLT dip on my blog. You should ooh, check that shit out. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Favorite movie snack movie snack oh uh, wait this is weird oh my god what's it called no 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 i used to get it all the time when i was a kid snow caps oh yeah i, I love snow caps yeah <laughs> don't see those a lot and again because it's like they're dark chocolate so they're not yeah. super sweet yeah and last question what's the greatest lesson you've learned in food very you know simple question yeah <laughs> no that's that's not deep at all i don't that's easy uh, deepest wait what oh man toughest lesson I've learned in food hmm. I it's hard to say but I, I guess what I'll say is the the restaurant industry is just so like one of the hardest industries to be in I think mm-hmm. um I think a lot of people have misconceptions about restaurants and like how they work and now that I've been doing and I used to work in restaurants too not like in the kitchen but I was like marketing director of like a hotel restaurant and a rooftop bar downtown for a while and like just the goings on in a restaurant is just like one of those things that you got to see to believe. Like I, it's a tough, tough business and Mm -hmm. I give anybody credit who can actually make it last, especially in a place like New York city. And I think that you have to be a certain type of personality, um, to be able to work with restaurateurs. And I think I'm lucky enough that I have that, but I think that's the toughest lesson is that I think I went into it thinking it was going to be easy and it's really, it's really not. (laughs) It's a good lesson. Yeah. Patience is patience, a... <laughs> yeah, and I normally don't have that. So which is just <laughs> it is which a is, test, which is also just good for then people going to restaurants because sometimes you know like you might get frustrated with the service. For and I'm sure. just like I like you know trying to give people the benefit of the doubt and yeah. you just kind of get a you know some you don't know if they're short staffed that some, day. I, I like always it, say that sometimes they have an off day. Like yeah. it's like any they're like people too. I mean they're I know yeah, it's exactly. their job, yeah. but like sometimes the chef might be having an off day or maybe they got a bad shipment of meat that day that it wasn't their fault you never friggin know so i think it's like yeah be a little kinder to servers and chefs and yeah all that crew (laughs) that's a good one yeah well thank you so much thank you for having me yeah right now please tell uh all the foodies all the listeners where they can find you yes indeed so on instagram and twitter and i think facebook (laughs) i am at skinny pig nyc my blog is the skinny pig nyc.com and i think that's pretty much it i mean all that all my info is on there feel free to email me with any burning questions you have about fast and the furious and bacon and yeah we'll go from there (laughs) yeah and uh on the cage club podcast network there is a show called too fast to forever where they cover every fast and furious movie and they do they're on now i think lap 
five, so they've oh rewatched every time they kind of dissect it a different way. Oh, they have a different guest on. Obviously, it is gr- so. Then lap, I think I was on lap five for an episode. For, I, mm. The fifth one is my favorite when okay. the rock comes in. Yeah, I mean, and so I was on that episode. And uh, but then I think in that lap, then they included Hobson Shaw because that yeah. came out. That. And so then you know, yeah. then you've got the ninth one will be coming out this summer. But it's just a really cool show. That's funny. Uh, oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's the uh, to quote Joey Lewandowski, the one of the the co-founders of the Cage Club Podcast Network. We have a podcast for you. Uh, <laughs> but we have a little catchphrase, a little sign-off line for the listeners. It's, there's more to cut. So if you don't mind uh, telling that to the listeners. Okay. There's more to cut. There we go. Guys, there's always more to cut. Thank you. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy and I feel like I'm loving you. Love you such a sweet thing, good enough to eat. Just a while.